Hey there, and welcome to Mondays with Molly, where we share stories of triumph, transformation, and the beautiful lessons we learn along the way as women business owners. We have these conversations to inspire other women on their entrepreneurial journey so they don't feel so alone in their struggles, fears, and doubts. Let's take the manic out of our Mondays and replace it with a little more inspiration. Grab a cuppa, get cozy, and enjoy. Welcome to Mondays with Molly. I'm Molly Hebda, your host, and today I have a very, 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 very special guest. I cannot believe that it's been so long since I've talked to her, and like I am like buzzing. I can't wait for you guys to meet her. This is Dr. Kelly Page, and she is tuning in from Colorado. And I want I want to say so many things about you and who you are and everything. But I'm going to let you tell us who you are and what you do in life. All right. So, Molly, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just as excited. I think, you know, we met. How many years ago did we meet now? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it was years, like four yeah. or five. Four or five years ago at a workshop uh-huh. that you came to that I was giving. Uh, and uh, I think it was about speaking your worth, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. So who am I? Uh, well, I'm definitely a proud Australian that lives in America. That's part of my identity. I don't think I'll ever want to give up. Uh, yeah. So I am by trade. I'm a social design ethnographer. I'm also an artist. Um, I am a friend, a sister, uh, a community you know, I run community workshops. I love listening and collecting stories. And one thing, which is a hat tip to my dad, um, when it comes to ethics and integrity, you know, uh, with the kind of research I do, I'm in people's stories all the time. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. That <laughs> that's just a little <laughs> nugget about you. Now, I love the fact that the second thing that you said was that you were an artist. Yeah. And when you came to me a couple of years ago for your photo shoot, this was something that was kind of like a private secret thing about you that you are an artist. And I love the fact that you just said that out loud. Well, I also have set up an online store with my mom. <gasps> did you really? Yeah, yeah, I did. I've got to share that with you. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. That is so amazing. Just a quick little backstory. So Kelly um, came to me and approached me about her brand photos and this photo shoot, we were just talking about it and reminiscing a little bit. It was epic if like we could use that word. We not only got you amazing, beautiful brand photos because like you're just a ball of energy and just so bright, but we got some personal photos and then you also stepped out and into this other persona you have, this other part of you of being an artist. And we actually took everything outside into the space that was next door and we captured you painting this amazing, gorgeous piece. You had all this paint everywhere and you're just using your fingers and getting messy. And just, we watched you create this magnificent, beautiful masterpiece. And it was just so fun to experience with you. Yeah, I still to this day, I remember that. I remember being very nervous because like Mm -hmm. I explained to you, so I paint and a lot of, a lot of my life and my work, because I'm in people's stories, it can be very emotional. And so my way to express and, and get the emotion into the world, because I believe we 
we live in color and we're messy, right? Human beings. And it's something to be proud of because it just is. So with, with painting, painting has always been a way for me to kind of express that emotion in a way that is creative and I'm constantly creating, but yeah. And I, as I shared with you, I would do it in my home and every so often I pull out the canvases, I pull out the paints and I put on music and, and I might have a wine and I, <laughs> and I create and I paint with my hands. Um, the other thing is I'm not loyal to a type of paint like sometimes you have people who are watercolorists or they mm -hmm. they paint with oils or acrylics I paint with paint so it's it can be house paint it can be car paint it, if there's I remember once saying to my friends if you have any leftover paint I'll take it from you and I love the chemical reaction between different kinds of paints right so yeah and I'd never been watched painting or anything and then you photographed me and at first I was so nervous and then I just got lost in the painting yeah. and yeah and what you captured was just beautiful yeah magic it was totally magical that's what I was just gonna say it's just like watching you and then once you finally just relaxed into it and just allowed yourself to create like you just you saw that magic happening and you saw you in your element and I think that we, especially as women, we forget that we have these other sides to us. And as a, a little kid, we may have been told like, oh, you're really smart or, or you're really creative. It's not very many, many of us have been told that we were all of those things, or maybe you're sporty or all these um, other like boxes that you can say. And I think we forget to explore and open up the other sides of ourselves and we can get really, really heavy in the business that we're doing or, you know, the people that we're working with and all that kind of stuff, but having these outlets to be just messy and see what happens. I think it's just so important for us to do. And you reminded me to do that for myself too. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. You're so welcome. It's Every every time I see the those photos, and especially because I was covered in paint, right? Do you remember? Like <laughs> those those are some of the fun, <laughs> so fun. And usually I am like I brought my overalls that I I wear when I paint, which are covered. They do get washed, but it stains them, and so it's like, yeah. And I just remember the paint on my hands, on my face, on everything, and that's usually what happens, right? Um, and I even extended into. I had, uh, it was during the pandemic, one of my friends, uh, she wanted to decorate her son's bedroom and, but she'd never done anything like that. And I said, I'll come help. And, Aww. you know, I helped her design her son's bedroom. And she, she literally said to me, like, do you want to do my office now? And <laughs> then her other son came in, saw what we did with one son and he went, would you do mine? And they called it Calify. They were like, could you Calify our room? <laughs> oh my gosh I love that and, so much and to this day yeah Cherie um and her kids it's like whenever I visit their house like you know I help paint so many of their rooms and it's just it's creative and it's an outlet and leaning into that I think you're right we have multiple identities and multiple skills and things that we can do and and could do or what have you but it's creating space just to create you know um and for me now, I try and I'm trying to do a practice a day of creativity and it could I be doodling. That. So I'll be on a Zoom call, but I'll doodle or I'll be watching TV and 
I will make something while I'm watching TV um, on the coffee table and stuff. And it's just that realization that a big part of our worlds that when you step into creation, it's healing, it's therapy, it's joy, it's fun, and you have something beautiful at the end. So I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I know even just in in my space here, I've had like, especially in the winter and things like that here in Chicago, like we don't, I mean, you, what you said, 300 days of sunshine out in Colorado, like, oh, That's we want that. <laughs> The closest thing to Australian sun. <laughs> yes. So in the dark here, you know, like you start to get, you know, like the, the mood and things like that with like the seasonal, all the seasonal things here. I, I was so busy on working with the, within the business that I lost some of that creativity. And once, once I started to just even play, and allow myself the time to do that and put that in my calendar. It's amazing how it changes, not only the shift in yourself, but then everything else kind of falls into place when you're in that zone of, you know, allowing, allowing those things to enter and, you know, just, just allowing yourself to play and giving yourself that permission. It's amazing how much it opens up in other parts of your life. Yeah. 100%. Like, and the permission to play is interesting. It's like, and some people think that creating and doing art, it's expensive, right? There's all these, all this stuff you have to buy and everything. And I'm like, go to Walmart and go to the kids creative aisle, right? Like it's go to the dollar well, store. Like I've even heard some people that they, um, instead of even like having to spend any money at the end of drinking your coffee, use your coffee to paint. Use the bottom of your glass of wine. I mean, we don't really want to give that up, but you can use red wine <laughs> totally, to paint. Totally. Like there's yeah. so many things that you actually have in your household. Yeah. Just grab that and paint. <laughs> yeah. Or create with paper, right? Like there's so many different things. I remember during the pandemic when I was helping um, create programming for children uh, who were at home. And uh, we we get had the challenge of turn your home into a makerspace. And what I are all the that. things you could make from what's in your home? And I think it's just that letting go of perfection, letting go mm-hmm. of um, what should I be doing, and actually also giving yourself that permission for the space to create uh, as opposed to be productive, right? Like there's a difference, I think, in whereas – yeah, it's um, it's amazing what you when you just give yourself the space and the time, and uh, and it's always helped me. It's you know, and and also I have things to put on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you never have any gallery space that's empty for sure. No. But just what you said too, um, just that little point where we always feel like product being productive, like we always have to be busy or we always have to be doing something that to push us forward but we never give us ourselves that space to be still or to just be, you know, to step away from all of that and just be who you are and not have to be what you are at work or any of the jobs that you do. Yeah. Or even bringing, so the creativity has come into my work. I, before, when I do community workshops and it's usually around career pathways or people's um, skills and knowledge and sharing and stuff, I always start with storytelling and not me telling a story, but people unpacking their story. Right. And so there's narratives in there. And then 
after they write down what their story is, it then becomes now draw it. And so I've, (laughs) over the years, my artistic practice has become more and more part of my work practice as well. A little bit differently, of course. Yeah, a little differently, but no, that's so amazing to be able to like, just even plant that seed and see how powerful it is for somebody to be able to it's so hard for us to tell our stories, but if you look at it in that way where you're just writing it out and you know getting the facts out, but then you get to be creative with that to see how that visually comes out. Yeah. What a cool way to do that. I love that. Yeah. And it's a, a big part of my workshops as well is people take their stories home. They're your story. They're not, you know, we learn as, as researchers so that we can better support the community. Yet at the end of the day, it's yours. And so what is, you know, and, and it's, it's, if, if it also helps, like even when I do my painting, I find that it helps me process something in a different way. And yeah. So that's so beautiful. Yeah. So you just, you know, talked about like empowering yourself to like be up on stage and tell your stories. And then we met for your branding. Um, We, I ask a lot of my guests to kind of define like what they see a brand is and because you you have so many different hats that you wear and so many different businesses that you've been a part of and programs and nonprofits how do you define brand and how do you how do you put yourself out in the world with that oh wow okay and i know it's changing for you so it is that's gonna it's a loaded question yeah it is changing i think Firstly, around a brand, to me, it's, um, and and this might be holes apart, but there's a consistency, yet a freedom. So a brand for me is your story. It's who you are. It's how you show up um, and also how you want to show up. So it's often something that we want to live into, um, but there's a, it needs to be authentic. And that's why I think for me, it's like really leaning into how do I show up in the world? How do I support community? How do I live my values? And then how do I communicate that visually, right? So, and you really helped me do that in the sense where I have, and, and not just me, we all have multiple identities. Mm-hmm. And often you'll see that there's a work identity and that's different to the personal identity or the artist identity or the sporty identity or whatever whatever makes up the multiple identities in your world. And for some people, there's racial identities and there's gendered identities and sexual orientation and so much more. So for me, it's embracing the multiplicity of it. Um, and you help me really do that. It's like there's photos of me where I'm kind of serious, even though my jeans are torn. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's me kind of playing on the corporate world. You don't, you know, the, the age old of wearing a blue suit and and being suited and booted is in tech, no, it's it's actually we're builders and we're building. So, um, but yeah, my photos with you went from that side of me to then a more relaxed, casual kind of you know black outfit with but with running shoes, not with uh-huh. stilettos, which I hate stilettos. You know, <laughs> like how women wear them. I I take my hat off to you. Yet the the fact that that's part of a woman's meant to be a woman's wardrobe is. I push back on that. I said, mm-hmm. actually, a woman can wear whatever she wants to wear, you know, um, and, and so and you be could it. still be feminine and you could still, still be, be powerful. Yeah. And so, you know, for me, 
that that black outfit, the jumpsuit with the running shoes, I've sat on panels with that. One, I'm super comfortable because I'm not wearing a dress up on stage. Um, but two, it's like it's relaxed and casual, but still professional. And, Absolutely. you know, and I think we we have the power to define for ourselves, you know, and then you took me through. I then did have a pink dress on because a core part of what I love hot pink and I love the magnet. Um, is it magenta? Magenta's the deep mm-hmm. red, purple kind of. Um, and I love the vibrancy of that against black and white, right? To sort of play on the the girls are pink, you know, but actually we're hot pink, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> it's um, not that pastel, <laughs> but you could still like you could still love pastel. It's okay. Oh, you, you totally. <laughs> Yet it's a choice, and and we have a choice. And I think for me, a brand is whatever you want it to be. You know, whatever story you want to tell and share. Um, it's sustainability though, is it's authenticity, right? How authentic it is to you as a woman, as a human being, as a person in the world. Yeah. And you bring that out. Thank you. No, I, I love being able to have a platform where people can just be who they are and not have to be everybody else. And I, I know that we always do like, you know, a mood board, what, like, what kind of images do you like out there? But you can use those as like, you know, an idea or, you know, start spark that idea. But in, in the end, every single person is going to be different. Every single person is going to have different things that come out. And I just, I don't know, I still love those, those photos so, so much. And I, <laughs> and I know that you're going to still be using them. So I mean, yeah, totally. they're timeless. Like you could use them anytime because it is totally you. I know you bring so many people together, yeah. but I want to know like, what the work that you're doing right now, I know there's everybody's got a non-linear life. Is this something that you thought you were going to be doing as a child? Is this oh, what wow. you always thought you were going to be doing? Definitely not. I don't. <laughs> I think, you know, as a child, I actually wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. Aww. Right. Yeah, I did. Because you got to play and paint all day. Right. Like <laughs> that's that's how I saw my kindergarten teacher. Um. I I grew up in a family of teachers and educators uh, and so, you know, and also growing up in a country that where we have education privilege, right? Like education is free and affordable in Australia. And so it breaks my heart with America on, you know, seeing that there are communities and people that don't have that, those rights or that access. And so I think for me, um, I've been fortunate to learn um, a number of skills, whether that be around running workshops, whether that be about understanding the complexity of technology and how can we make it um, easier and more useful for people so it benefits their lives. Um, and so I think my work over the years, I often get the innovation title because people don't know where to put me because, <laughs> you know, innovation for me is around when we develop something that impacts social norms and changes behavior. So traveling and being in community and helping communities really realize the benefits of certain technologies for their community and for their people um, is really important to me. Yet, I would definitely say that really learning about people's stories and how we can honor them in design is really, uh, is really important. And I'm still finding my way sometimes, right? So the work, you know, traditionally, I'd be seen as a researcher, you know, studying people, but as an ethnographer, 
we base all our insights on stories and the culture and community. So I'm not like a tradition, I'm not like a researcher that just does surveys and is distant from the people they're studying. I really need to be with them. And so, yeah. Um, and that's something now I've done, wow, over 15 years. And yeah, it's, you know, through the social design studio that I had for a number of years, it was at that time all around social technologies you know, and now it's really about data technologies. You know, AI is becoming bigger and bigger and huge, right? And I'm starting to see communities are asking questions, people asking questions about what it means for them. And so I kind of see my role as helping there, you know. Um, So, yeah. But no, that's definitely not what I thought I'd be doing when I was a child. (laughs) I don't think we had a computer when I was a kid. No, it's amazing, like how everything has evolved so much. And then when you're as a, you're a kid, like again, like you only have like these certain box. You could be a teacher, you could be a nurse, you could be a doctor, you could be a lawyer, and you don't even know like the the many, 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 many crazy jobs that are out there in the world or the other opportunities. So I, I just I've loved watching your evolution of from the outside world. It almost seems like wherever the wind blows, like that's where it's going to take you and whatever feels good for you at that moment. Like you go on that journey to learn something to then get to your next level. Yeah. I I think I'm definitely finding my voice as well to be, I think as women, you know, there are a lot of challenges uh, posed for us sometimes, you know, and I think that, you know, it's really important that we live our truth and, and we support each other in that, you know, and Uh, yeah. that's a big thing for me is how we as women support each other to really elevate and live our truth. You know, there's a lot of challenges, you know, just in terms of us having ownership over our own bodies and choices over our own bodies. Yet what about our voice? What about our identity? What about how we show up in the world? I would imagine, especially in the tech world and mm-hmm. the research that you're doing and things like that, that there's not very many women involved or is that is that not the case? No, there are, there are, but you know, um, I think in tech, there's more and more women, uh, coming into the space. Um, Mm -hmm. and, but we're still underrepresented in senior positions. Right. And, uh, when you think about the amount of money that's given to startup founders, if you're male versus female is extraordinary. It's like for women, I think it's like 5% you know, is such little investment into female founded tech businesses. And so you kind of have this, and it's really interesting to me because a woman actually invented coding. (laughs) So, (laughs) right. Mm, So there's a little disconnect there. (laughs) Exactly. She was actually a poet and a scientist, right. And so she created a, a science called poetic science and developed the first algorithm that was used in Charles Babbage's computerized machine, right? So to think now that we that women uh, we don't necessarily have a space at the table, we've got to fight for that space at the table, or there's traditional views on how women should talk and show up, and it's kind of like you know, can we leave that at the door and just be human beings that are building together and developing together? Um, so the misogyny exists and it's not just men that perpetuate misogyny, women do too, because there's this false belief that the table's not big enough for everyone. And I'm like, we just build bigger tables. We just yeah. open the door, like time. It's really interesting. It's like opportunity is infinite. 
if you look at it that way. So it's super interesting to me that, um, yeah, so in, in the data and the tech and the research worlds, people of color, women, LGBTQIA, we're really not represented the way we should be when you think about technologies. So for me, coding is a language. It's like French or Japanese or Chinese or Mandarin. Yet, and so we build worlds with it. And who we are is what we build. So if you mainly have a development team and it's all men, then that's who you're building for. Mm -hmm. So we need more representation from the development table right through to leadership. And in that environment, women need to let go that there's not enough seats at the table and just pull up more seats. Like just, yeah. <laughs> right? The more seats we add to it, then the better yeah. it's going to be. And I think that we're also, I mean, over time, women have had to almost take on that identity of like that, that male misogyny and, you know, get to the table and hustle and work as hard as possible and, you know, put the blinders on and just go, go, go. But when you see communities of women or groups of women that work together, have like allow themselves to be all the parts that they are instead of, you know, putting themselves in this box that they have to be. It's amazing how much more you can get done, how much better the work environment is. And then just overall life is so much better when you just allow that that community to just naturally happen. Oh, 100%. Like, so some of the technologies I've been working on that I was telling you about, uh, learning and employment records, LERs, there's like a national steering group. And the women on that group are amazing. Like, we're all from different organizations. Mm -hmm. you know, and if I know I, I want to name a few because they're, <laughs> they're awesome. So Amanda Winters from the National Governors Association, NGA, Sharon Liu from Jobs for the Future, you know, Mina Nayak from Jobs for the Future. It's like these women, it's like they get around it and they do the work and it's, a, it's about advancing the work and we support each other in doing that work. And so I think that when you come across that or when you're part of a community of women that you know, support each other, you really feel it. And yeah. the community is better for it. Even the men on that on that steering group are elevated because we're working together, not against each other. And that's what's super interesting to me. There will be examples of that in the world. And then you have examples of what I would yeah. say is like a scarcity mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Like, or women who have been, who've grown up, and you've heard the mean girl mentality, you know, the, Oh gosh. Yeah. We, yeah. we grew up at the mean girl and then it took me time to understand like, Oh, when you step back from it and mm -hmm. you realize like, this is not how we're supposed to be. And you don't have to be like that. And when you find those communities of women that are actually, you know, didn't grow up that way and actually are inclusive and mm -hmm. they share all the knowledge that they have because why do you keep everything to yourself? Like, why does it have to be, you know, secret and behind people's backs? Yeah. It's amazing how much you grow and how much of a relief it is to let go of all of that. Yeah. And we're all just so much better when we do work together and there is not that competition and there's not that sc scarcity mentality. And I feel like just even in the group and the community that we have here just recently, like we've realized that now in our small little town, there's 30 plus women owned businesses in this town. 
And it has completely changed the trajectory of our business or our little community. And like people talk to each other and we want to see it grow and we want to see the tech, like everything just like boom. And I, I don't know, it just, and people work together and talk, like it's just, it changes the the dynamic of a town or a business or a community. Yeah. And women lead differently, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and especially women who embrace, you know, other women and, and the power of other women and don't see it as a threat when one elevates that you all elevate. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I actually learned this from watching my mother. So my mom, um, immigrant to Australia, she moved to Australia when she was 12 from South Africa. And she was treated differently, right? Because she spoke differently. Her skin color was different. She, you know, and I, I've written this essay about her where she she could outbake anyone, right? She could outorganize anyone. She was just a powerhouse. Yet one thing I loved about her is our home was where all the women came. And all the women who didn't feel they belonged, right? Or all the women that you know, um, and so mom would cook with them. They would make things. That's probably where my creativity comes from. Mm-hmm. My mom always quilting. Yet it was th- whenever there was a school festival or fate and there would be a table of cakes and my mom would help organize it and all the women would bring their cakes and to raise money for the school or what have you. And so my mom was core part of the community of the women coming together to support whatever was going on. And so I never really, I nearly never really stumbled across the mean girl thing until later on in school, I think it was. And and that's when I was like, oh, not everyone collaborates or not everyone, you know, wants to see you do well, which is was kind of a, a shock considering. It definitely can be a shock for sure. Yeah. And so I think that we as a we as a group of humans still have a lot of work to do to kind of help each other realize that actually we can we do this together where you know we're gonna kill it and I think I can't remember who the famous quote there's a famous quote and I will send it to you because I know you'll love it and it's it's you know when you support women you change the world Mm -hmm. because the girls and women the amount of work the, the way we lead we're more social leaders we lead differently Um, And so I love the story about your community and all the women run businesses. I think back to my mom's generation and they were running the schools. They weren't the principal, but they were doing all the fates, all the festivals. You know, the little country town I grew up in in Australia didn't have a preschool. And my mom being a teacher, it was critical that her kids and also all the kids in the the town um, had access to early childhood education. And so my mom and all the women got together and they lobbied the local government to get funding to build a building that could be used as a preschool. And incredible power when we work together, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can move mountains for sure. Yeah. Wow. I, I love the fact too, that you, okay. So I, I personally think that storytelling and stories Mm -hmm. connect us. Yeah. And I love the work that you're doing because it's all based in storytelling and knowing yourself. So then maybe you can know other people better. Yeah. And then that just builds communities. And if we add that in with like the women and mm-hmm. supporting each other and building, I just, I don't know, I feel like 
you've got something going there. Well, let's see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Dr. Kelly Page changing the world. (laughs) Well, it's interesting the storytelling because you tell visual stories and stories are told in multiple different ways, right? Whether it be visually, verbally, and we're collectors as human beings. We collect experiences, we collect skills, we collect things over our life. And the only way to really make sense of it is in story. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's why, yeah, that's why I love what I do. And uh, and I believe in the infinite possibility of people, you know? And And even when I struggle with someone who lives with scarcity or sees me as a competition or a threat, which I'm like, really? That that's... I struggle with a bit and then I'm like, you know, actually your, your possibility is in how you see others as well as yourself. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm a big believer in just creating space so people can step into it. For sure. Yeah. That's so beautiful. No. And like you had said, like when I was growing up, we, uh, we definitely had like that mean girl that was Mm -hmm. just. It was just in the community that was in where we lived that was with like the women that you know had to struggle so much growing up and then when i stepped away that from that as an adult and then gotten into these other communities when it's happened like i can just have like a handful not even a handful of times where i've come across somebody that is from like it just reminds me of the past like it really is startling and it can like throw you and almost stifle who you are and make you rethink like um, am I doing something wrong is there something not right and I mean I've heard that people that are negative and people that try to hurt other people there it's just a mirror of what they're feeling for themselves but it's like it still hurts and it still throws you off in life so have you have you found anything that helps you with that yeah so I'm gonna circle right back around as I think you know I would um so reconnecting with who you are, who you are, like, and I know there's all these quotes, you know, in the world that we share and so forth, but really thinking, um, I recently did a manifesto, personal manifesto, and I needed to do this because, um, you know, especially when, you know, depending on who I'm working with or what I'm doing, you, it's very easy to get lost in other people's stuff, right? So easy so easy and especially if if someone um you know is very dominant in your life for whatever reason whether it's a partner whether it's a business partner whether it's someone you report to whatever it is you can get lost in their stuff how they see you what the world is to them and my big thought that came out of my work was like uh, on myself was don't let other people define you you define you learn from it if you think there's value in it right? And, but then lean into the people who you trust, people who are in your corner. And so recently um, talking to someone and so about a manifesto, we often do manifestos for nonprofits, right? Or we do a manifesto for a business and, but you can do a personal manifesto. And I really, I wrote down, um, cause if you come to any of my workshops, post-it notes are everywhere, right? It's kind of the ideation of choice. I should have invested in 3M years ago, but anyway, um, <laughs> The I'm, I'm the same way so the manifesto was so I I went through and I was like I am I do I believe I will I create and it's just these I statements to recenter yourself on what are your values 
how do you show up in the world um and what do you want to do in the world and create like i think that it's very easy to get distracted and a big part of our job as human beings is to re refocus to sort of go okay but what do i want what do i believe and what do i value and then now how do i live into that um and then the manifesto helps you have boundaries i think when there are those moments of distraction or someone is telling you what they think of you and it's like you know i don't know if i trust your opinion cuz yeah. you don't know me like <laughs> or or you have another motive that is not in the interest of you or your work or your life or what have you so the manifesto has become a way and then as you know i paint so i've definitely been painting um you know it, i whenever i experience something that's a challenge or a difficulty and i can always tell with my paintings cuz i was going to ask that is there a, like can you tell when there's yeah, totally. like funny because it's so it's a feeling like i can always you know um so emotion is is color right it is it's very colorful and when i'm in those moments of joy right my color my paints uh you you've seen them pinks and you know bright colors and purples and greens and blues or what have you recently i did a painting and i mixed so many paints together like i just poured so many paints together it actually came out just brown like this <laughs> just green mud. brown <laughs> and i was like looking at it going yeah nah i like, yeah nah i'm not going to put it on a wall <laughs> um the joy of painting though you let it dry and you can paint over the top right is that a metaphor yeah i think it is for how absolutely sometimes have to get out yeah having a, a personal manifesto to remind you of who you are and and how you show up and what you value and having the trusted network i'm really i love the women in my world and i have so many powerful women who i i'm connected to like yourself um mm. you know and who are a stand and i'm a stand for them uh one really really good friend uh Lana Laver and she'll probably be really embarrassed that I'm mentioning her but known her for years and and we met through leadership coaching we did this program and uh it was funny because now we'll ring each other and it'll just be like hey i need half an hour of coaching can you just like you know and she'll we'll do it for each other or we'll ring and go hey i just need to complain for 15 minutes can you just can i vent like so i have those spaces and they're they're powerful women who also have their struggles and i think we need to accept that struggles are life everyone mm -hmm. has struggles but it's how you process them how you get out of them how you learn from them and so, how you don't let them change who you are as well oh, yeah no no i thank you so much for sharing the manifesto with us because i feel like that is a super powerful tool. Um we just did um I was at an event this this weekend and I spoke about how you like how storytelling is so important especially with your brand but how the hell do you start or even like begin to do this? And basically those same things of like you need to know where you've been and who you are in order to be able to stand in that so then nothing in the world can change you. And then also the community that you build around have those strong people that have your back and that can lift you and be able to let you vent and not not think anything different of you because of that and just being able to be heard and seen by people and having that safe space i think is so important for all of us to do 
Yeah. And the most important thing is to hear and see yourself, right? Really hear and see yourself. And, yeah. uh, and it will change. You know, if I think back 15 years to when I started Live What You Love and who I was then and what I believe then and what I believe now, it, things move. Things do move. And that's okay. That's, that's change. That's growth. That's learning, you know. Um, but yeah, that's what we're here for doing, right? Like, that's yeah. why we're, that's why we're on this world, you know, <laughs> yeah. like we have to learn and yeah. grow yeah. and evolve. And if yeah. you stop learning, like what else is there? So, and I definitely, in addition to the manifesto, and I'm going to plug you because you know, I would, um, <laughs> so when I met you, I think I'd done four or five photo shoots before. And I was telling you, I think if, if you might remember, I don't know if you do, but um, so I remember you saying that you needed photos back, like when I met you for yeah. when you were speaking <laughs> and then it took a while. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So every, I think every four or five years I'll do a photo shoot and it'll have a different theme. So when you, like, I have a golden goddess photo shoot, which was, yeah. you know, and I've shown you those photos. And for me, your story is just as much of, the visual storytelling is just as important as the verbal or what you tell yourself. Um, yet to work with a professional like yourself who can really bring out things that you might be shy or you might not see yourselves in a photograph. And so it's a reminder, like I was just saying to you, I went back to my photographs recently and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> you know, how did I, how did I get off track or how did you know, um, I not, you know, cause it, it was a reminder of certain parts of who I am and how I show up in the world. And so I want to thank you for that, but I encourage people to work with a photographer to really explore their identity and their brand. Um, you know, cause it's, it's very empowering. Um, and you get to play, you get to play visually. Yeah. You get to play. No, thank you for that. And I mean, I tell, I try to tell people and try to like put it out there in the world that when you do a photo shoot like this for yourself and how you had said earlier that you want to step into what you want to be. So yes, you know who you are, you know where you've been, but maybe you haven't been able to see yourself as something bigger or do something bigger for yourself or have those bigger goals. And you want to step into that, allow yourself to do those photo shoots or any visual or anything like that, you know, buy that outfit or whatever, maybe it's a little bit out of your comfort zone. But when you have those visuals for yourself, it's important to like actually see them because when you are not feeling yourself or you get off track or you just feeling like crap about something or somebody said something to you and made you feel that way, it's a reminder and almost like a vision board for yourself to just regroup and reconnect and be able to like step back into that yeah 100 percent. and just you know and also just giggle at yourself like <laughs> there's a photo that you took of me and I think I'm like this you know <laughs> yes I love that one <laughs> you know or just yeah just be free and you guys if you can't see like obviously like if you're just listening to it, it's like with the little ha-cha-cha-cha -cha -cha. yeah <laughs> it's like um, but yeah, taking photographs and looking back at them. Um, so I just spent, I was a, visiting a friend in Canada, Tanya, Tanya Thompson from Hasbro, another amazing, powerful woman. And we've been friends for years and, um, I haven't visited her in, in her home in a couple of years. And she used to live in Rhode Island. She went back to Canada and she wanted to create a photo wall 
of all her her family's family photos as like a collage. And so mm-hmm. I visited for the week and we did that. We put Did it you colorify her? I colorified her. <laughs> oh my gosh. Maybe my art studio should be called Calify. But anyway. I think so. <laughs> Um, but I did. I worked with her and we we made a collage of all the photographs and, and it was beautiful to see the memories and the stories of the family over time. But then, you know, she pulled out some portrait photographs like what you did with me, branding photographs. I'm like, oh, my God, this has got to go up. And she's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, yes, you know, yeah. but then she'll see it every day as she walks past it. And it's a reminder, not just of her family, but her strength as a powerful woman uh, in her family. And I love uh, that. It, definitely get it out and put it on the walls. Oh my gosh, yes. Do it. Put it put it up. You have to see it. Put it as your screensaver, something, it anything. Yeah. Oh gosh, Kelly, I could talk to you forever. <laughs> I know we could. So, before we go, um, yeah. is there anything do you want to talk about like where where you're going next? Or do you wanna just give like, I, I don't want to push you into saying anything or going like putting the cart before the horse or anything like that. But where do you see yourself? Where's where could we find Kelly in the future? So um, using Mo- Molly's photographs that she created for me a while ago, um, I am actually putting a website together, drkellypage.com, so that um, it's a way for people to connect with certain things I am doing in the world. Um I've often hidden behind brands like Live What You Love, my studio, or the organizations I've been working with, and and I've hidden behind them. And so now it's a chance to really put uh, Dr. Kelly Page in the world. So I will be sharing that shortly. So I'll share it with Molly and she can add it to the the description of the Spotify um, or the podcast and stuff. But it's it's really a testament, once again, to ground who you are. you know, in how you want to show yourself to the world. Um, and then, yeah, I'm working on a couple of projects, which I'll update as they become more in the world. But right now it's, yeah, just putting Dr. Kelly out there so that people can connect with her um, and so forth. So I'm excited. I'm so excited for this next chapter and this next journey that you're going to go on. And I love that you're owning who you are and allowing yourself to be out in the world because yes, you work for so many different companies and you have so many different hats that you've worn. And like you said, it's, it's easy to like just kind of mirror or just kind of like get it dissolved into all of that instead of, you know, owning who you are. And I think this is going to help ground you. And then of course, every, anyone and everyone's going to want to work with you once, once you're out there in the world. So who knows where it's going to take you? <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um, before we go, is there anything else that you want to say? Maybe a little like nugget of wisdom for like little Kelly or somebody who's just starting out in the world? Yeah, just step into who you are. Right, really. For, for women everywhere in particular, step into who you are and just recognize that, you know, who you are is your power. And, you know, no two women are the same and that's the beauty of it. So when we come together, when we work together and support each other, um, we just, you know, we make the world a better place when we come together. So, yeah, step into who you are. Ah, that is so, so good. It's almost like I envisioned like puzzle pieces coming together. So good. Yeah, because everybody's everybody's so different, but we all make something beautiful. We do, definitely. Well, thank you so much, 
Kelly, I appreciate your time and thank you so much for giving so much information and all of your nuggets and all of your wisdom to everybody. And uh, we'll catch you next time. All right, Molly. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us here on Mondays with Molly. If you or someone you know is looking for ways to help your small business find its visual voice in the world, consider booking a brand photography session. This is not your typical photo shoot. We will deep dive into your brand and create purposeful content that helps take out the stress of your everyday marketing. We offer single sessions as well as yearly subscriptions with full brand sessions each quarter. We are as invested in showcasing your brand as you are. For more information and to get started, check out mollyhebda.com and to connect with Molly on Instagram at mollyhebdaphotography. If you got something, anything from this episode, I encourage you to leave a review. And of course, the more stars left, the more we can build this community. And don't forget, subscribe and share.